0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Melman Podcast. My name is Zach Marzo. David Melman. and David Melman is here with us. Um, Very special guest here today. I'm very excited. Uh, I met Joe a while back, got connected through, I believe, the uh, Greater North Fulton Chamber. Um, Joe himself is a speaker and certified professional sales and leadership coach with Southwestern Consulting. I believe now Southwestern coaching? Correct. Is that correct? Awesome. Joe uh, specifically specializes in teaching ethical sales techniques and strategies to both individuals and teams um, that, you know, people can use immediately to enhance sales. It's all about, you know, improving the sales process. And, you know, Joe's been an expert in that. He was actually uh, served on the board of directors for uh, the Business Marketing Association himself. He's been, you know, speaker on other radio shows. Um, And I actually like this quote, Joe. I want to read it that the philosophy that, you know, you live by, and we can talk a little bit more about this is think big, be fearless, live life every day, deliver extraordinary value, and laughter is contagious. Um, I really like that when I had read it. I think that, you know, those points just within that sentence is really, uh, you know, important for people to think about and realize because at the end of the day, uh, every day is, you know, a blessing, right? Um, and, you know, we're here to do what we love. And uh, I'm just happy to, to have you on and really appreciate uh, your time today.
1: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you having, thank you, you know, taking time out of your day to come here. Yeah, it's my be pleasure. Sure.
0: But yeah, formally um, or informally, you know, tell us a little bit more about southwestern. Maybe what you do day to day, how you got here, and I want to just let our you know conversation naturally flow from there.
2: Sounds great, Zach. Well, thanks very much for the invitation sure. and. Uh, I am a a speaker, I'm a professional sales and leadership coach, and when we say certified, that's really, really important, because there are a lot of people that are out there that say, hey, I'm a coach, Sure. but I actually had to invest time, effort, energy, resources to become certified, and um, it's quite a process, it really is, and that's okay, because I think it adds credibility to who I am, what I do, and how I can serve my clients. Sure. So at the end of the day, I introduced coaching by do, doing what is called an immediate results workshop, where we actually, on the fly, because of uh, COVID 19, sure. had to make the adjustment of doing in person workshops. So I would come into your office and work with you, the sales leader, or the leader of the company, the CEO, and put together a really awesome workshop. We actually customize it. So if you're struggling with time management, we'll focus on that. If we're struggling, or your team is struggling with uh, answering objections, We'll focus on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. See where we're headed here. Sure. Yeah, it's great. To, of uh, okay. to clean yeah. it up. Actually, you no. Know, yeah, it, that's it, very, it, very true. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, it's very much needed in business. I would say because to walk into somebody's door and it to be 100% perfect is probably very rare. Exactly. So if you know you have your set of eyes looking at it from a different point of view, I'm sure you can find a lot of different things to make better.
2: Sure. And that's why we're all experts, if you will. You're an expert attorney, and you know. No,
1: my wife is. I just oh. I do the operations there. Marina um, Melman's the founder. I just run the operations there.
2: Okay, it's okay. Just for the record, no, worries. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, I know. no, it's
1: okay. You know,
0: um, just as just as important as uh, any of the attorneys we have at Melman Law Group are the people, you know, kind of in the background. There's a lot of um, legal uh, documentation and stuff. You know, it's kind of over my head, but you know, we're more at the front lines of customer service, client service, putting out fires, um, dealing with objections. You know, if there's a big objection. Um, you know, David's kind of the go-to, hey, let's uh, level with this person and uh, make, figure out how to make him happy. There you um, go. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But do you think, what is the biggest objection for people that you reach out to that, you know, everybody, like you said, is a coach. Um, Southwestern obviously has a, a, a very big history and background of producing awesome coaches and, and uh, you know, people to help. I guess what is, what is an objection that most people would give to you uh, to say, yeah, well, you know, I don't, you know, we don't necessarily need that. Or how do you even overcome that to, to prove to them that, you know, we can actually help being certified and having the backing of this company. Like you don't really need to, you know, look anywhere else.
2: Sure. So the the foundation behind Southwestern or the Southwestern family of companies is, is we've been around for 165 years. Wow. Now the coaching division has been around for 12 to 13 years. Okay. And so Really, we rely on those principles, and we have taken that and evolved that into our coaching program, where we work with CEOs, sales leaders, top producers, entrepreneurs. And it can be in any type of business. It can be a law firm. It can be insurance. It can be um, car salesmen, home sales. I work with a lot of people in the mortgage and Mm -hmm, insurance industries and um, have had a lot of great success. And in fact, Melanie Hen is one of my clients with Fairway Mortgage out in Colorado Springs. Cool. She was really struggling, and it got down to the basics. And it's her schedule and her activity, and this is where I come in as a coach. And this is where coaches in our company can really help people become better at what they do. And it gets down to where you're allocating your time, if you will, focusing on your income-producing activities.
0: Right. We talk about that often too, you know, like if, if David or myself are dealing with, uh, I don't know, a headache that maybe someone else should be dealing with or something you can touch on. And you might be thinking we have a lot of, uh, we, our team of, um, uh, nine nine Nine, employees. Right. Um, there'll be things that happen and they feel like they have to communicate it to Marina or to David, like every single thing that happens. And he's like, I can't like hear all these good things that are happening. Like that's kind of their job. I need to be focusing on these revenue, revenue producing activities, but it's hard to kind of distinguish that and tell your team, Hey, I don't, I don't need to know if this person finally answered the phone. That's incredible. I need to focus on this, but how do you do that without being a jerk you know, as opposed to being kind of a leader, which, you know, we can talk about in a little bit more of the management versus leadership, which I think you guys, you know, help with a lot as well, kind of distinguishing that and working more on developing leadership skills and qualities as opposed to being a manager or a boss, right? Right. Um, and so with that, I mean, time management itself, like you said, what do you... I, is it breaking down somebody's like day to day and then trying to find holes or kind of areas for improvement? Is that what you guys will do without, you know, giving away too much? Is that you know, looking at their schedule, seeing what they're doing, what they're not doing and, you know, developing some hard lined, uh, I-, I guess, schedule for that person or sure. that leader?
2: So we've all heard of time blocking, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And part of it is being a true student of the game and think about your high school schedule where say from 10 to 10.50, you were in math, Mm -hmm. 11 to 11.50, science, et cetera, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's where discipline comes in. And a lot of professionals, and I mean people that are, if you will, average producers, this is where they get distracted. They really struggle and they can't focus on their income producing activities. What is the thing or things that you should be focusing on as a professional, if you're a mortgage loan officer, where are you allocating your time, your resources? Is it really, truly, if you will, $400 an hour work that you're working on? or are you focusing on that $20 an hour work where you're that busy work? This is where coaches can help you get past that. and sometimes it takes an outside voice mm-hmm. to hear and listen and understand and get that guidance.
1: Plus an art of delegation because you need to delegate mm-hmm. at that point. You know, if you're a one man or woman operation, you have to do everything. You'll break it down, maybe different time windows, but in the end, you're still going to have to do every task. Mm-hmm. But now a team of five, 10, 20, 30, where you have the option to delegate out. Um, and everything is important. It's not like this, this part isn't as important as that, but to you specifically, it's more important because if somebody else can be doing it and putting the whole puzzle together, then the whole thing, I guess, can come together more efficiently. And you can do more $100 an hour tasks, I guess, that can produce more revenue, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the art of delegation, too, I feel, but also having the right team. You know, we can, you can go in there and talk to somebody, but if the other parts of the puzzle aren't there, you know, how do you overcome that?
2: Sure, and I guess that's uh, the difference between management and leadership. And here's how I'd like you to think about yeah, this sure. is that if you're a manager, you're managing things. You're managing activities. If you're a leader, you're leading people. Does that make sense? Yeah, So what happens is is that you can share and tell people how to do something, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just a matter of training them on the art of delegation, if you will, Mm -hmm. and that is actually a science. Some people think, hey, let me just give this to you and if you can get this done. Right, sure. It doesn't work that way. It's not quite that easy. And so if you really train somebody the right way, and this is what I do as a coach, I work with the CEO and I'll say, you know, you're getting calls at 7 o'clock in the morning for things that you should not be getting calls on. Derek Barksdale had that big trouble. He had 42 people that reported to him in his um, real estate industry, his real estate business out in California, and he said, Joe, I need to take another look at my schedule. He says, I've got to start to delegate these things, and so by doing that and really examining that activity is a big difference, and what I do is reverse engineer. Let's look at it almost, what are your activities that you're doing on an annual basis, quarterly, Monthly? weekly daily and by doing that and really focusing on that and helping you stay in line if you will and allowing other people to stay in their lane and have confidence in them Mm -hmm. really is a difference maker
1: it's a game changer and who wouldn't need the service you would ask you know Mm -hmm. if you're running a company um matter of the size of 5 10 40 100 um the art of delegation is it's you don't, you're not born with it immediately. I think you need to practice and cause you have variables in there. You can't control AKA your emotions of different team members, right? Mm-hmm. You can't control how they react. One will react differently than the other. So it's the whole like art of delegation, but then understanding who you're talking to to make sure you can explain to them that way where, you know, they'll get it that way. Maybe this way to another person. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It, it really fascinates me, honestly. Um, because if, if I think the, the the perfect team doesn't exist, but an amazing team does, Mm -hmm. you know, it can't be perfect. And, and as a CEO or a a leader or boss, whatever you want to call it, if you expect your team to always think like you, then you're, you're out of it in your head, I think, because it's not theirs. And somebody once said, I think it was Gary, Gary V. And he said, um, don't expect anybody to love your child like it's yours. So why would you expect somebody to love your business? Like it's yours.
2: Absolutely. Right. So
0: if you can understand that and accept that, then you can work around there. How do do you get um, leaders, CEOs, like David and Marina um, are very particular. You know, you want things done a certain way because you want it to be incredible. But then when you delegate that and pass it along and it's just not kind of the same, it's hard to give up, um, give the reins to kind of somebody else and trust. Like you said, there's huge trust there. That has to be tough when you talk to, you know, CEOs to, I don't know, give, especially if it's their business, giving, you know, um, that power away and being comfortable with letting somebody else kind of take the wheel. That has to be a big, uh, kind of hurdle for, for that kind of perfectionist type leader who's incredible, but in order to grow and move on to bigger things, you have to let somebody else kind of take care of a couple other of of things, right? I I get that all the time, Zach,
2: all the time. And I have so many leaders that say, Joe, How can I do this? Mm -hmm. How can I get past this? And because I'm so used to having and touching everything that I don't want a mistake. And that's the biggest challenge for leaders is to let things go Mm -hmm. and trust other people. But if you put in the accountability measures, holding yourself accountable and holding the person (laughs) that you're delegating to accountable, there's a process. And that's why through coaching, sometimes getting that outside perspective from somebody will make a difference. Mm -hmm. Think about this. I mean, you know, did you ever play football? Uh-huh. Or, you know, I did in
0: high school, actually. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I kind of figured you're pretty, pretty solid guy. Yeah. There, Zach. I so. wish, I, I wish I was uh, <laughs> still playing, but that my days are long gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Too in touch. two
0: in touch. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No. In high school, I started actually when I was young, but I stopped playing. my Career ended in high school, put okay. it that way. But it was great. It was a great time. But
2: think about a coach that you worked with, mm-hmm. you know, or a band leader or somebody that was really inspirational. in mm-hmm. the things that they did, the things that they said, that, pers- that perspective that they shared with you, that was a game changer for you.
1: Mm-hmm. It was incredible, you know. Did you have the same coach for football as wrestling? Was Fumarelli your coach? Mm-hmm. Coach Fumarelli. Great coach. Because we, we
0: actually went to, to high, school together. high school together, which is where we met, and he... Fooms, we called him fumarelli um shout out to fumarelli if he somehow watch somehow he sees, sees this you know? um <laughs> coached wrestling and then coached football as well and he was uh yeah he was a great guy passionate um, motivating mm-hmm.
1: caring you can go to him right um he'll hold you and, and he'll hold you accountable too mm-hmm. you know we didn't make weight like you heard it right but okay. you yeah. knew that he still cared about you that's the art right mm-hmm. you know uh doesn't mean you're angry out you have to walk on you know, eggshells the whole day. But, you know, I feel like if you had the right team, and I love my team and they're amazing, eventually they'll could hold they they'll hold themselves accountable where they don't work on fear. They work on, like, passion and care because they don't want to make the mistake because they know they're better than that, you know? And, uh, and it was a
0: great example with the coach because that's what he taught, you know? Do you guys talk any about, like, different personalities in the office and such? Because it is, it's hard to... Like David's talking about, find, you know, the, the right person that's responsible and is maybe has some leadership qualities themselves, but maybe they have, there's one thing that they, you know, need to work on. Is it like, well, they stay, you know, they stay late in the office and handle things, but, you know, then they can't stop talking about, uh, I don't know, something, or there's just something about, you know, them that uh, maybe nine out of nine out of 10 things are great, but the 10th is kind of like, ah, that kills it. But is that something that people ignore? Or is that something you still try to work on? You know, I don't know if that makes sense. But it's no like, one's perfect, you know, yeah. they,
1: you know, right? And how do you get them there? I guess. Um, and you have a brand that you you you, you put, with the years of your experience put together to have you know courses, I guess, and strategies and how you can improve. And you know, uh, I guess, walk us through, you know, what got you into this, right? But then also, like Zach said, how do you do? You try to change or do you work with what you have? And uh, not changes, in, like, do you try to help? Because some people, you know, they yeah. don't um, take criticism well.
2: Absolutely. Right. So we've actually broken this down, and the CEO of our company, Dustin Hillis, has written an awesome book called Navigate. And we use those principles in our coaching program to help everybody at every level. Whether whether you're a top producer or an average producer, sure. if you're the CEO, or if you're somebody that's an assistant, is being able to navigate around different personalities Mm -hmm. because if somebody who is, if you will, a fighter that says, Hey, just give me the price. I don't want all the mumbo jumbo. Just give me the price. You want to give them their value proposition where you have somebody that's that detective, if you will, Mm -hmm. that says, all right, I'm not only going to look at you, I'm going to shop here. I'm going to shop here and they're very detail oriented and they're going to do their due diligence. So you have to navigate the way you, if you will, work with them Versus anybody else and it's everybody's different and that's the the really neat thing about our coaching program at Southwestern Consulting is we have everybody take a profile and navigate profile exam we get them matched up with the right personality it might be somebody that has the same experience as them maybe the same background but we want to make sure it's a good fit because it's it's all about making progress Mm -hmm. not only professionally but personally. I've had clients cry on coaching calls. I've had clients say, Joe, I'm not sure if this is the right job for me. And that's okay. But it's all about working through that. And that's what makes our company a lot different is it's it's one-on-one coaching. Where we have two calls a month Mm -hmm. and we cater the call to exactly where they are in their business. If they're an average producer and they want to become a top producer, awesome. If they're a leader and they need to work on their skills as a leader... Let's talk about that. Let's really dig in and find out where you wanna go and and not have this cookie cutter approach. This is where we meet you one on one. Yeah,
1: very customized to the person, you know. You can't give the same approach to everybody. And it's nice if you that means you guys have to get to know the person you're talking to big mm-hmm. time. You right. know, and then they're gonna peel layers off of them. Nobody likes to talk about the bad things in their office or their personal world, but they better open up to you and be honest with you so you can do your job efficiently, you know. If you're hearing half of the story from your, you know, the person you're going to be coaching, it's how can you give them the full value of what you can give them? So I think it's important for them to be able to fully open up with you, and it's nice how you pair them up with somebody that might be similar to them because you have to have a common ground where then you can open up from there.
2: Absolutely, you and that's, that's the other thing too, and that's why people have a coach sure. is that they want to have somebody that they can trust, and it may not be in their organization. Mm-hmm. It might be the coach where they're definitely going to be a little bit more transparent. I've had people tell me, Hey, I'm looking for another job. Yeah. And I feel obligated that, you know, if, if I need to help you do that, I've got the experience, I've got the resources, I've got the gray hair to share that with you. So (laughs) I
1: like that. You, um, you, in in your opening, you said ethical sales, you know, I love the word because typically you hear, you know, we're going to teach you how to degrade sales or improve your sales, but you use the word ethical. Out of curiosity, why, that word, why did that word stand out? It's a powerful world, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: yeah. So um, there are a lot of companies out there that, um, if you will, that use car salesman approach. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. We don't believe in that. And that right. leans back on our principles of you know, meeting people where they are and really understanding and teaching the methodology and the systems. And that's what it's all about. Time management we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's a system. Okay. If you have good systems in place, if you had good beliefs, if you have good morals, people are going to trust you. They're going to want to work with you more than anything else. And if you bring that to the table, and you sh- and we even talk about having confidence. How do you have confidence and how do you have empathy when you're in sales? That's where a coach can come in. And it's interesting, one of the things you've probably heard about this little guy by the name of Elon Musk. He has yeah, this little sometimes. car company. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Elon Musk is a master of time management. Huh. He, if you asked him, Elon, what are you doing Thursday from 11 to 1105? He will tell you. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And quite frankly, that's what separates average producers from top producers.
1: Sure. It's, um, and we, in our everyday world, at the law firm, you know, clients will be detectives sometimes potential clients and, you know, they'll shop around and we're never going to tell them what they want to hear just to get them to sign and have an issue in the end. A lot of times they'll ask, you know, what's my case worth? you haven't even signed up yet, nor have you seen a doctor or a personal injury law firm. How will our attorneys evaluate what your case is worth? Mm-hmm. You know, but there are firms out there that will tell them what they, what, it, what it's worth or what it could be worth to get them to sign up. And then in the end, they're dealing with a headache. We don't like headaches. You know, we, we're, we run a really clean business where, um, clients, clients come number one to us, you know, whether if we have to turn a client away cause we can't meet eye to eye, we will. Um, I'd rather have a great experience throughout the whole process and the end than a fake experience during the middle process. And when it comes to the money in the end, have a atomic bomb go off, you know? So we're, you know, we're, I don't want to say we're selective, but we're very open with our clients and we don't just tell them what they want to hear. You know, I guess you can say that used car salesman approach, i disrespect to them, but some people, some people are scared to walk into a, a car dealership because, you know, they don't want to, jumped on people don't like walking into law firms either you know they think they're just going to bill me everything you know so you have to give them the customer service approach and you know and that's what we are a melvin law group but we use those skills um we've learned those skills over time Mm -hmm. through our past work history through our experiences with dealing with people um it's not always about the bottom dollar it really isn't you know um you know some people might think it's only about the bottom dollar but those people might that might be their only job is to think that you know, mm-hmm. so, um, but it's not always about that. It's about the mutual connection, making sure it works and in giving them the best possible outcome that makes sense, not a fake one that we can just, you know, uh, fabricate and then give them a nightmare in the end. Yeah. You have to trust who you work with um, from the coaching, from the, you know, the client, um, you know, I guess give us a story where, you know, somebody wanted your help and they couldn't take criticism. You know, it just, it just, you tried to help them if, if you have one. And it didn't go anywhere. Like they just, they, they couldn't accept that they could be helped. But would that person even ask you to help them?
2: Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah that sure. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we do these workshops, the immediate results workshops. And so we're doing them over Zoom now, mm-hmm. and which is great because now sure. I can accommodate up to 100 people on the workshop. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always ask everybody at the end, after presenting a few things mm-hmm. that their sales leader would love for me to, to talk about, objections, prospecting. Um, asking for referrals. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to grow your business. When you, when you get a referral-based business, sure, holy smokes, that's by far Huge. the best way. So at the end, we always talk about coaching, but we don't arm twist anybody because we want people to make the commitment. And not every coaching program is the right fit for every person. Mm-hmm. And not every person is the right fit for a coaching program. But we want to make sure it's a relationship-based. We want to understand where you're at where you want to go, and if you have goals. And we go through goal setting. We go through navigating. And and the things that are important to help you, again, gets back to Mm one-on-one. But here's the biggest thing is that if people don't realize that they need help, they're never going to get it. And I call that pain. And without pain, people don't change.
0: Yeah, that's very true. What do you guys, if somebody's like, you know, this is awesome, they go through the initial workshop, you get assigned one-on, you know, coach, where you're doing one-on-one, like you'd said, you know, you set up calls, like, what does that look like moving forward, where if someone's like, hey, what is, what exactly do I, you know, get out of this, we do, we go over goal setting, we look at x, y, and z, how many times are, how often are they, um, I guess, in contact with you, so that, you know, you're, you're their resource, but how, you know, what does that, what does that look like, if someone's, you know, um, hiring Southwestern to help them out, let's, you know, Rock and roll. What does that look like kind of from there?
2: Sure. So our coaching program basically is um, two one-on-one calls every month, mm-hmm. and um, they're typically 45 to 50 minutes. Sure. I come in very prepared. Right. I'm a student of the game because when it comes to my schedule, I, I plan Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And this is for your audience. If there's anything I'd say, plan the week in front of you. Don't come in Monday morning and say, this is what I'm going to do. And this is where a coach will help people. Bill Gates has a coach. I was talking about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. Uh, the CEO for Google, he has a coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, So once people sign up for coaching with Southwestern Consulting, it's that one-on-one call. Then actually, I deliver a little bit more value. We, we send them videos based on the topic that we're talking about. So if we're talking about prospecting, we'll send them a video five to seven minutes every other day yeah. to kind of reinforce the topic, reinforce what we want them to know and understand to become better to go from that average producer to become that top producer. So we do that. It's a 12 month commitment mm-hmm. because if you, it's not like sti- sticking your toe in the water and hoping. Well, there's going to be a magic wand. Right. Uh, three sure. months later, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this. It doesn't work that way. Sure. Think about some of the things like you know your football season is is basically you know five or six months mm-hmm. long, but NFL players. They spend 90% of their time preparing Mm -hmm. for 10% of what they're really going to do, and that's on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's where top producers really, really shine and grow their business. And actually, it's just not only their business, but we help people grow personally. And that's important to help them elevate both ways.
1: Sure. In 12 months, I mean, Google CEO, Elon, Bill Gates, they're probably on life care plans with these coaches you know so when people think 12 months you know that's a long time what if i get it in 3 you You're not going to get it in three most likely if the other ones that are really getting it are having it forever you know mm-hmm. so i think you know just to kind of level how the, how reasonable it is you know it's not just uh you know take these take some steroids and you're gonna have a six pack in a couple months and you stop taking the steroids and you're gonna keep having the six pack you know i mean some people can really push themselves just with their own i guess passion and their own themselves others you know um you got to surround yourself with people who you want to be like too so um make sure your surrounding is great but also to have somebody in your ear making sure you're held accountable but also teamwork and coming together to talk about your issues that maybe you can talk to somebody about i'm sure a lot of ceos you talk to there's things that they they can't just talk to somebody about like you know, like one of their co-workers or, or their parents, you know, that you're a professional in the field and you need to speak to a professional, you know, um, I think it's crucial for them to understand that too,
2: you know. Right. I had, uh, I, I won't name him, but sure. one of my clients down in Florida was telling me, he said, you know, the biggest challenge I have right now is that um, the owner's daughter is a troublemaker within the organization. Oh and he's like, Joe, I've never experienced this before. And he says, I can't go to the owner and, and explain to him that, She's kind of stirring the pot and and not a good asset for the team. Mm -hmm. How do we handle this? And those are things that having that outside voice, having that coach on your team, on your side, will really, truly make a difference.
1: Sure. And that's one scenario. Imagine how many scenarios come up daily. You know, we had a couple interesting ones come up today, and uh, it could have been handled either way. You know, um, and I, we try to handle things the right way. You know, we lead by example. I, I believe that, you know, we'll always jump in to help any team member, um, anytime, whatever they can do. Um, I have to keep perfecting or working on, you know, the art of delegation, um, you know, understanding people are not you. You know, there's a lot of different things. You can peel this onion. Probably have 100 things come up, you know, and you don't really think about them because during the hours of operation, you're thinking about the operation. So then you come home, you're with your family. When do you think about how you improve or how you can improve your team and make it better? You know, there isn't a, you know, you're sleeping from, you know, 10 till six. So when do you have the time to think about how you can be better? Um, So it's, it's, it's crucial to have something like this. You know, people go to the gym every day and are into, you know, their fitness, which is so good for their mind, but this is just another layer to help your mind, which can then help your relationships and your personal life and make that better. I think it's so crucial, and I'm really enjoying this um, episode specifically. Um, you know, I enjoy this stuff every day. We see it every day. Zach deals with it every day. This is what you live. And I think it's crucial for people to understand it's okay to ask for help, and no one's perfect, right?
2: Absolutely. So. And one of the things that um, I really focus on with a lot of leaders is that you have to spend at least 25% of your time working on your business where they spend 100% working in their business. And sometimes it's tough and challenging to get past the weeds and that's where a coach will help you do that
1: yeah imagine how much more you can get done if you spent more time on your business and not in it
0: Mm -hmm. you know or just stepped back and looked at you know what you're doing like if you don't know if you don't know what you're doing day to day and what tasks you actually are doing it's impossible to then change that schedule to say hey i need to focus on this because you're just kind of caught in you know the everyday you know thing. Whereas a coach, if you look at it from a you know a, a fitness perspective, as they break down, well, what are you eating? Like when are you working out? How often are you working out? They break it down, just as any other coach would do um, in a business you know relationship. It's just people. A lot of people they you know they think they know it all, or they don't you know trust who they're going into or whatnot. But you know you're never going to know unless you try. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all about that connection and relationship to, you know, bring two people together that are a good fit. Um, because like David was saying, we're, we're all about that. If we don't feel like someone's on the same page as us, we don't want to bring them into the firm and or represent them just because we're not, you know, kind of seeing eye to eye. Not every person is for every coach and not every coach is for every person, right? So it's figuring, figuring that out and finding somebody you, you match up with, you know? Sure. For for clients specifically. And then also as
1: you grow your visions there for a business from year one to three. And then, you know, your team is there. But then as you have more people join, there's more personalities, there's more emotions, there's more great things too. It's not just always negative or neutral. Um, How do you, you know, you need to eventually be able to shift your mindset, I think, and to adjust to the scenario you're at now versus where you were three years ago. So I think that's probably an art that you help them with as well, I would think, right?
2: You know, Absolutely. Um, so I think that's crucial. Yeah. And, and the one point I love that you just brought up is vision. Right. And without vision, people perish. And it's important for leaders especially to have a vision. I was working with Jeff Brown yesterday on our coaching call. Right. Jeff's a leader out in uh, Seattle, Washington for a large mortgage company. And he's got numerous uh, loan officers that report to him. He's responsible for operations and he's like i need to find a different way to communicate with them and i said you're continuing to serve and that's what we do we serve you serve your clients as a law firm i serve my clients as a professional sales and leadership coach and jeff wants to be a little bit better as a communicator and so we threw out some ideas and part of it is you know not everything's perfect but he needed to hear that outside perspective and that's where a coach can help people sure
1: absolutely you know um can't hurt to always have somebody come in there and look at the operation and make it better or give you advice on how they think it could be better. Um, doesn't mean you have to change every little thing but it's nice to you know just imagine you know your business and let's say you're a restaurant or something and somebody comes in there um, and then they point out 25 30 things that they saw from a different point of view that you don't see every day you know um, you, you're in there every single day you're not gonna see everything you're not going to see it you're so used to it being a certain way. So, you, it's, you know, you have to have the outside perspective come in, in my opinion, and look at it and make it better. If you want to be better, if you want to stay, you know, the same. And eventually, I think if, if you keep staying the same, you go down. In my opinion, you can't just always stay the mm-hmm. same, either go up or down. Um, that's you. But if you want to improve every day and be the best you can be to your team, to yourself, to your family, you've got to keep working on yourself.
2: Absolutely. And that's yeah. the one thing I'd extend to your audience, too, is that, you know, I love doing the workshops. We don't charge for it. Sure. It's a a 60 to 90-minute workshop, and so, you know, if they want us to come out and do it in person, once we get past COVID, love to do it. Sure. But it's easier now with doing it over Zoom where they're going to learn a little bit, and generally speaking, they're going to learn about four or five things that they can implement in their business tomorrow that could be game changers. Sure.
0: So Where where would if I, you know, when we post um, our episode, where can – people if they're interested and learn more is that going to your website is there a specific you know link or person they should contact to be like hey i want to uh try this workshop out and you know see what see what happens from there
2: sure they can contact me directly right. um it's uh www and it's my first name last name mm-hmm. swc it's joe noonan S-W-C. n-o-o-n-a-n mm-hmm. swc.com okay and that'll paint a picture for them what the workshops all about and again it's customized and so i'll invest some time with the leader, with the CEO, at least an hour to customize it to make sure that it's really ready to go for their team, their audience, and make sure that we do a really good job. Because, you know, we're, we're getting zoomed out. People are talking about that. We're having too many meetings. I keep people highly engaged because it's accountability, and it's fun, and it's not just Oh, boy, here's another Zoom meeting. Sure. You know, another Zoom meeting. It's just, it doesn't work that way, I, in yeah. my opinion. Sure. It's about keeping people accountable. And I actually do a lot of research beforehand before we have the workshop, and I know my audience. I know their names. I know a little bit about them. I even talk to the sales leader and say, hey, tell me a little bit about Zach. Where, where is Zach struggling? Or what, where do you think Zach has room for improvement? And try and help elevate even in that 60-minute window.
0: Yeah, I mean, if your mindset is always, yeah, you know, another Zoom meeting, you know, you're going to kind of miss the opportunity. It's all about being open to, you know, what, uh, you know, what opportunity can I take advantage of, especially because it's free. I think that's crazy in and of itself that you're providing that much value, um, you know, for an organization or team, um, you know, that wouldn't take advantage of it. And everybody's maybe not ready for it, but, you know, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, we've gotten connected and, um, you know, at, at any point you know, if anybody ever asks or, or reaches out, you know, I'm, uh, always very comfortable with not only Southwestern's background, but just, you know, the, the, the relationship that, you know, we have and, um, and whatnot. I think, uh, I think it's something everybody should definitely consider, you know, it's not something for, for everybody to do, or maybe right now, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a workshop, um, you know that that doesn't cost you anything, but you you do want to be serious about moving in that direction. You know, no one's there to to waste anybody's time. You know, hundred percent.
2: No, I agree. Yeah, because um, if you're not moving forward, you're not moving at all, right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, it's true. You know, no. Oh, but I had a great. It was a great, great time. Anything you want to throw
1: in before? Um, uh, we know where we can find you. We know where everybody can find you. Anything you want to throw in before we finish up here um, on your mind that we didn't discuss? I, I'd um, just
2: leave you with one final pleased. statement. And that, that statement is, you know, for people that own businesses, that people are, that are leaders, that if you're really struggling, i welcome the phone call to just have a conversation. And I'm open to having a 15-minute conversation with folks because without pain, people don't change. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Why do you get a new car? Why do you get a new refrigerator? Because the car didn't work. Because the air conditioning wasn't, wasn't, was not working. But if you're not selling, if you're not producing, if you're not fulfilling the things in your life, if you're working until eight o'clock at night, that's painful. Without pain, people don't change. Sure. And that's why we get a coach, right? And
0: Excellent. I and I think just to one last thing um, about Joe, because a lot of people think, Oh, you know, they're gonna get, you know, kinda sold on this and they're not, you know, ready for it. But you know, the, when, when we first talked and you kind of explained everything, you've always been great about, hey, I'm here. Um, if you need something and you want to take that next step, I welcome any, you know, opportunity to chat. But there's no, you know, we need you, we need you, we need you because at the end of the day, it needs to be a fit for Southwestern as well. You know, not, it's not automatic. So uh, I don't want people to think, you know, reaching out to Joe and having a conversation, it's, it's simply just that. You know, you never know what could come of it. So I would encourage, you know, anybody listening to, to uh, reach out, especially during, this is a very interesting time, uh, with a lot of, I'm sure people have a lot of different issues and questions and whatnot, and there's no better way to, I guess, move forward than, you know, get somebody else's opinion that's not stressed out to the max that can kind of interject. So, um, sure. you know, definitely feel free to, to connect with, with Joe, and we'll have all of his information and whatnot in, in uh, you know, the, the post itself once, you know, this video goes live. But we, we appreciate it, Joe, obviously, mm-hmm. coming on, you know, sharing more about you and in, in Southwestern, Uh, And, uh, you know, just appreciate your time, obviously, as always. Thank you, David. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys.